This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. The next story is posted by user, I want your fantasies, from r slash erotica. The title of this post is, The Lesbians and the Lumberjack. Sit back and enjoy the story. Kira and I are the most typical hiking lesbians. She has always been the lipstick lesbian, and I have always been the outdoorsy lesbian. We have enjoyed camping and hiking for quite a while, but this recent trip went off the rails fairly quickly. Only a couple miles and I think we took a wrong turn. The trail slowly petered out, and I was too prideful to turn around at first. It wasn't until we were bushwhacking that I finally was humble enough to say that I think we were lost. But by that time we were really lost. My first clue was Kira. She started becoming really uneasy. I knew that she's had some anxieties in the past and has always been nervous about camping. But I could tell she was ramping up towards a panic attack. I calmed her as best I could and told her that we would get right back on the trail in no time. But that was two days ago. Finally, after 48 long hours, we found the road. We debated for probably half an hour to go left or right on the road. Knowing one will lead to civilization and one even further into the woods. But only as we approached a big log cabin did we realize we took the wrong turn. As we approached, the cabin seemed to be occupied, contrary to our assumptions. In fact there was a small wisp of smoke coming from a chimney and sounds of work in the backyard. We called out a couple times to see if we could get any response but ended up walking past the garden and the chicken coop to find who was back there. The man we found there was tall, his shoulders and back bronzed by the sun. He was chopping wood and facing away from us. We tried to catch his attention with a couple hello. S but during one of his upswings we saw an airpod stuck in his ear. I motioned to Kira to stay there and took a broad circle around him bordering on the tree line so as not to surprise him. As I circled, I noticed his strong arms and thick back as he swung his axe, finally getting around his peripheral. He finally noticed me and jumped. After a brief explanation and many many apologies, we were sitting in this man's front room while he prepared us a meal. I think it was finally being somewhere safe that let Kyra finally let her guard down. She devolved into a full-fledged panic attack. Our resident lumberjack, Colby as he told us, was very kind. He mostly stayed away cooking in the kitchen and allowing me to handle it. He did interject to approach and offer the thing that helped him for his anxiety. A joint. Kira and I stepped out to the balcony. I know that marijuana has helped her in the past, and within five or ten minutes she was calming down. After a meal, and as the weed was settling into our system, I found that I had been wound to tightly as well. Colby showed us into one of the guest bedrooms, and let us sleep for a while. Sluggishly and dreamily, we woke up and both stepped in the bathroom to wash the scent of dirt and woods off of our bodies. It might have been that the marijuana was wearing off but Kira just held me and cried. There was a slight tap on the door and Colby cracked the door to stick in a pile of towels and a couple old flannel shirts. He mentioned that we could dry off and change when we were done. I don't know why but I was just as shaken as Kira was. I reached out tentatively with my words. Colby, I know this is strange and you've been so hospitable but I think we could both really use some help right now. Could you? Just be here with us for a minute. There was a long pause, and I instantly started talking myself out of what I asked for. Slowly Colby stepped into the bathroom. At first he intentionally looked away, 
not wanting to meet our eyes. He approached the shower door carefully and stepped inside to join us. Instantly Kira and I both clung to him. His tank top and pajama bottoms almost immediately got soaked. It felt so reassuring being embraced by those big arms and to be able to stick my face into his chest and shoulder I could tell Kira thought the same thing she cried for nearly 10 minutes as he just stood there holding us. Within a few minutes I was given a reminder that Colby was not a lesbian. And try as he might, his sweatpants started to betray his feelings. I think Kira bumped it first and gave a short giggle between a couple sobbing breaths. I'm so sorry, Colby started. I was really trying my hardest. Huh. No pun intended, which brought all three of us out of crying and into a full belly laugh. I'll excuse myself, he said, but neither Kira nor I were ready to let him go. It felt so nice to have someone here, someone that could be so gentle to us after the harshness of the woods. I needed someone to take care of me, after putting on such a strong face for so long. I held his arm tight, and Kira wasn't letting go either. I gently reached down, to touch the growing bulge in his pants. Kira, as if given permission by my hands, slowly grabbed the bottom of his tank top and pulled it off over his head. As my hand gripped him tighter and tighter, he started to let out a slow moan of pleasure. I slowly slipped my fingers into his waistband and tugged his wet sweatpants off, which he kicked into the corner opposite the drain. Kira grabbed him by the shoulders and moved him to block the shower head so that she could squat down in front of him. The warm water cascaded over his shoulders and down his torso as she looked up at him, half begging for permission, half teasing him. She slowly plunged his dick into her mouth and started to suck. Colby, emboldened by Kira, slowly started to trace my body with his strong hands. I pulled closer to him and intentionally putting my tits into his torso. His hand finally made it to my face, and after brushing a string of wet hair out of the way, he gently bent down to kiss me. Kira's hand started moving to her breasts, kneading and pinching as she pulled his thick penis into her mouth. Colby found my waist with one strong arm and turned my body just enough to move his palm down my stomach and onto my labia. I greedily lifted one leg to let his fingers move up and down me. After a couple minutes of gentle rubbing, I was finally brave enough to look up to him, with craving in my eyes and nodded my head. His middle finger slowly slid past my lips and into my aching pussy, sending electricity through my warm, wet body. Kira, hearing my gasp, and maybe being a little jealous pulled us both out of the shower, me by hand and him by dick. After a very quick towel off, Colby pushed us both onto the bed. Thank you for being so bold he said to Kira. You should be rewarded. And he pulled her hips onto the edge of the bed, picking up her feet. His bearded chin slowly moved to Kira's dripping cunt which sent Kira's arms shooting out for grip. I gently caressed her breasts as her moans rose from her chest. Colby reached one adept hand over to find me again, with one finger inside me and his thumb circling my clit. The gentle, kind man that had just fixed us a meal slowly faded away. The powerful, rugged lumberjack slowly started to emerge. It was easy to see how someone could so easily tame the wilderness, since before long I was craving a dick. A real dick that I hadn't felt in years and he did not disappoint. Each strong thrust or pleasure-laden exhaled, both calmed and excited me. Colby took nearly two hours with us that night, bringing us both to multiple orgasms, his strong body and adept hands bringing a touch of soft into the harshness of the woods, and claiming us as his, just as his influence had calmed the very trees. He slept with us that night, 
Kira and I on each side of him. Exhaustion and pleasure swirled around me as I drifted off to sleep that night. We spent three days in that log cabin with Colby, but slowly the outside world pressed on us. Jobs were trying to call. An email, responsibilities came tumbling back into our lives. Kira and I left that place change. Never quite the same. We still talk about our lumberjack. Sometimes, mostly as a joke, or when we're both really high. But that log cabin floated out of our lives. Like the wisps of smoke rising from a chimney.